This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock. And it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armish.
Kicking things off this week were the UK subs and the penultimate track, Dark Matter, that I'm going to air from their two double A-sided singles that the band released last month via Pledge Music. If you've enjoyed the tracks I've been playing from so far but didn't order it from Pledge Music, do not fear. As once all the pledges have been fulfilled, the singles will be available from the band's website and not for silly money that they're going for on Discogs. 40 quid a pop. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, last Friday, I popped up to the Dome in Tuffnell Park to see the Michael Munro band, who were aided and abetted by the role models. What a great pairing. Thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Promoter and or Manager, for this, or I think probably Rich Jones may have had a hand in putting wheels in motion. Having missed the role models' dance moves launch gig at the Black Heart at the beginning of September, I obviously was looking forward to seeing Rags and the Gang. The Dome was the largest venue that I've seen the role models play, and with the Munros allowing Simon the use of Carl's drum riser, they look right at home. Of course, the set was support length of just over half an hour. I know there's the old saying of leaving wanting more, but with most of Michael Munro's audience already familiar with the band, 45 minutes would have been perfect. Rich Jones joined them on backing vocals for a song, and with everyone looking like they were having the time of their lives, with Rax even getting band and crowd to wish his daughter a happy birthday the royal models will be up at the lounge in archway on the 15th if you are in the area from dance moves this is manage street
I had to think when the last time I'd seen the Michael Manwright band live at the Squirrel with her jet-setting lifestyle stolen the day before up in Manchester where she saw Pilly, former Devil's Jukebox head honcho, as both weren't in their normal habitat, both assumed the other was a doppelganger and didn't say hello. The text I had from both of them, did you know that, insert name here, has a double in Manchester? He couldn't make it up. Anyway, the last time that I did see Michael was an eye-watering 18 months ago when they played the Indigo 02 as part of 2016's Stone Free Festival. And that only amounted to 45 minutes. The last full headlining time that I saw them was at the Electric Ballroom over two years ago. And that set was just under an hour and a quarter. Now, we all know that Michael puts on a great show. However... Just how great the band were had sort of slipped out of my mind. As soon as the opening notes of the Demolition 23 track, Nothing's Alright, came blasting out the PA, I was bolt upright like a meerkat Oliver begging for more. If there's one artist that doesn't need to rest on their laurels of his past glories, it's Michael Munro. We always get a, you know, a nod to his past with a couple of Hanoi trucks, which are normally back to Mystery City and Malibu Beach Nightmare. This time around... We entered the second half of the set. We were treated to seven. As Michael explains, this is because Razzle would have been 57 on the second. During up around the bend, Cher and Stevie Nicks jumped on stage to join in. I have to say, in real life, they don't look all that. And I would have thought that they would have known the verses and not just the chorus. Boiler, me boiler and me, would have been more apt. Someone who did know all the words to Johnny Thunders, I Want to Be Loved, was Rags, who shared Jones's mic for the song. Rags and Michael are very similar frontmen. All right, you won't catch Rags climbing up the PA and lighting rigs, but both of them like to talk between songs. With both going off on a tangent, with the original story even being lost and forgotten. This is something I've noticed over the years. Whenever Michael climbs over and lies down on top of the PA, he comes down clean. Anybody else would jump back down on the stage looking like they'd just come back from Glastonbury. Michael said that this lineup of Sammy Affa, Steve Conte, Cole Rockfist, and the aforementioned Rich Jones was the best he'd worked with. Now, you're probably thinking, well, I was bound to say that. But I think the fella might just be right. No disrespect to Ginger or Dragon, but Century Overdrive are uh, viewed as a Ginger World Heart solo album featuring Michael Munro on vocals. And I never saw Dragon play live any of the songs from Horns and Halos. By the time the tour to support the album reached the UK, it left with Rich, who always seemed to be in the frame, taking over guitar and songwriting duties. The band were back in the studio earlier this year to record One Foot Out of the Grave for Michael's Best Of album. And with Blackout States being two years old now, surely 2018 should see the release of a new full-length album. From Blackout States, this is Dead Hearts on Denmark Street, which is opposite the role models minute street google map it
Oliver from Hound Called Records sent me an email last week letting me know that Choke Chains are back with album number two, Android Sex Worker. For those of you who are unaware, Choke Chains is the blurred vision of a blackout drunk alien abductee set to the sounds of noisy ass, elastic guitars, filthy fuzzed out bass and the drums of chaos in Michigan. To prove the point, here's I Will Break You. Saturday and Sunday saw the first Croydon Rocks Festival held at tomorrow. 25 quid for 21 bands is a bit of a no-brainer, especially when it's only one 20-minute bus journey away from my front door. First band on my must-see list were the Last Great Dreamers, who are on the cusp of reaching the 100% mark on their latest Pledge music campaign. Of course, in situations like this, sound checks last the length of time it takes for the guitarist to plug in and for the drum kit to be mic'd up. Having said that, though, the sound that blasted out of the PA as the last great streamers powered their way into Oblivion Kids took me by surprise as it was clear, balanced and fucking loud. The designated stage times for all but the headliners seemed to be 30 minutes, so the last great dreamers packed in all the hits. But for the second time that I've seen them live... No crash landing in Teenage Heaven. Hopefully that will be rectified when they play with Wolfsbane at the borderline later in the month. I wanna be with the oblivion kids. I wanna be with the oblivion kids. Whoa. Solitude of trance 
Up next, it was the Idle Dead, who were one of the first bands on at this year's Camden Rocks, playing the ridiculously small Dingwall Canal Bar at midday. Having never heard of them before, they blew me away, with me pledging for their attention and release album the next day, vowing that I would see them in a proper venue the next time they played in London. That next time was Saturday. Unfortunately, drummer Nish was absent, with the drum stall being filled by Croydon's very own Robin Guy, who can normally be found looking at the backs of Jimmy Percy, Dave Tregana and Dave Parsons in Sham 69. Here's a fact for you, fact fans. Robin didn't actually rehearse with the band. His sole contact up until the day of the gig was the set list, the band's back catalogue and a t-shirt. You'd never know it by the way he attacked the kit and drove the already great songs into overdrive with a barefooted polyfluid leaping up and down like he was on hot sand. Only two bands in and one day into my Croydon Rocks I think I'd already found my band at the festival.
That was the idle dead and infected from tension and release. So on to the main grains that of course feature Danny McCormack who once again has found himself back on four string duties with the Wild Hearts. You've got to give it to Danny. Loses the toes on his right foot. Then the rest of his leg goes below the knee. And to cap it all off he has a stroke. But there he is front and centre perched on a bar stool ready to rock out. After the Dead Identity is set, we get some respite with the main grains, Ramon-esque pumping tunes, with a few covers thrown in, uh, the undertones, Teenage Kicks from their uh, Don't Believe Everything You Think EP, Keep On Keeping On from the Yo-Yo's one and only album Uppers and Downers, and the Wild Hearts anthem from Endless Nameless, which almost, almost made me reconsider my price embargo on the Hammersmith gig in May. <laughs> Yeah. 
I've seen the Ramones only once before and they didn't really do anything for me, even with a guest spot from Richie Ramone. So after the main grains, I said my goodbyes and headed off home. 20 minutes into my journey and practically home, the squirrel informed me that the Ramones were rather good and weren't averse to playing original material. Coming from the squirrel, this meant they weren't just good... We're fucking good. I now pictured in my head the Donnas. Yeah, you live and learn. Anyway, Sunday, back at the venue to see the Randy Savages at quarter past four, catching the tail end of Blind River set, who were playing to a packed crowd. Turns out the vocalist was Harry Armstrong, who used to be in Hangnail with former Howling Mad bandmate Paul Elphick. Sadly, the majority of the crowd adjourned to the ship a few doors up after Blind River had finished, meaning they missed out on the Randy Savages. I know, I can talk. Leaving before the Ramonas yesterday. Anyway, it gets worse. Yesterday, yesterday being the 7th of December, future and non-rock Radio UK listeners, Randy Savages, the Phobics, more kicks, played up at the Nambuka. But I didn't go. I have a reasonable excuse. Today was my work's Christmas too. Up at the Rodeo Brazilian restaurant in the O2, which meant... I'd have to be up at 5 o'clock this morning to get the train to work, as I would be drinking this evening, which I did. Consequently, getting in at half past midnight last night didn't really appeal to me, even if the bands did. Anyway, Randy Savages were great, even if Mr Hadley's drum monitor wasn't loud enough at the beginning. Today, the band have only released three songs for us to enjoy, of which this track, Guilty of Nothing, is one of them. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I missed seeing the Role Models Dance Moves launch gig at the Black Heart back in September. One of the bands on the bill that had reformed for the occasion, no, not the Lawrence's, was Shush, 
featuring from Antoi Product, Melina Yum and Simon Proctor, along with super producer Andy Brook and bassist Dean Crony. Obviously, a fab time was had by all, so the foursome reconvened for Croydon Rocks. Uh, it's been well, eight years since I last saw them, but it's like Melina has been cryogenically frozen. She hasn't changed one bit, and the band were as good, if not better on Sunday than they were back in the day. Speaking to Andy after the set, he indicated that in 2018 they might be some more shush activity. I really hope so. From a soundtrack to my life, this is Do What I Want. You think you're selfish, but I'm loud 
next were Bad Boy Boogie, Britain's fourth best ACDC tribute band. I was looking forward to seeing them, and I was hoping it would be like seeing the real ACDC put in a small club. It wasn't. All the songs were there, the band dressed accordingly, but it just really brought home to me that the ACDC I grew up with in the 1980s and no more. And that feeling as a 15, 16-year-old I had when I first saw them is never coming back. So anyway, Warrior Soul were Sunday's headliners. And uh, as you know from last week's show, I've just released a new album called Back on the Lash, plenty of which was aired alongside the classics. No Love is a Drug, though. That's the second song that weekend that I was looking forward to hearing, but wasn't played. The new worked really well with the old. It's funny, back in the day, Corey Clark foretold of a US government very similar to the one portrayed in certain media circles today. Art imitating life. With a curfew of 10 o'clock, as is their wont, Warrior Soul sneaked in, Fuck the pigs before a successful Croydon Rocks was over. Much kudos must be levelled and sent towards organisers Richard, Hannah and Pete. Thank you very much. I look forward to more events from you soon.
sons of a bitch Jamming over an hour Now it's time to go watch some old strip Take us to your dumbass bus Cause I'm perilous Back on the booze Doing rock and rolling A little zippity goo Back on the ledge Yeah, back on the booze We're rock and rolling Yeah, how do you do? Back on the ledge new band to come my way are Palace of the King, who hail from Australia. Let's not talk about the ashes. The band have a couple of albums, none of which I've heard. However, on the strength of the track, it's been a long time coming that their UK PR company sent me from their up-and-coming as-yet-unnamed album. I think I might be investigating them further. As they come across sort of like ACDC, Guns N' Roses kind of way. But don't take my word for it. Oh, 
Of course, I've missed hearing the damn live on BBC Six Music as I was feeding my face at the expense of my firm. Thank goodness for iPlayer. It was rumoured that a couple of announcements were going to be made. Hopefully that Paul Gray was returning full-time and the name of the album and its release date. Paul hinted on his Facebook page that a new song might be aired. No doubt one of the announcements was that the band were playing the Camden Palace the day before their already advertised Kentish Town Forum gig. Yes, I got a ticket with my eyes set on Folkestone if Paul Gray is back. Talking to Paul, he, along with former damn drummer Ratscabies, have joined Alfie Agnew and Sean Elliott on the new Professor and the Madman album, Disintegrate Me, which is due out in March 2018 on Fullerton Records. Sean kindly sent me the album last week, which sadly, for the time being, is not for broadcast. Well, seven of the nine tracks on. With Paul and Rat on board, it does have that air of damnness about it, but Sean and Alfie make sure that it doesn't become a damn wannabe clone. Uh, with Space Warriors coming across as sort of late Beatles meets Sid Area Floyd, my favourite track on the album at the moment is Machines. However, even though I've heard it already, one of the two tracks that I can play is Nightmare, which sounds a lot like this.
straight after Professor and the Madman. You just heard Oddson and Butterflies and Turmoil in my head from the Blank Season EP. On Wednesday, there was a post on Motorhead's Facebook page saying, on behalf of Motorhead Management, with regards to We Are The Ones, we wish to clarify that it was not Lemmy's final solo recording. I was like, what are they talking about? After a quick Google, it turns out Lemmy is featured on... We Are The Ones, the new single from Chris Dick Clerk, someone I'd never heard of, that was recorded in 2014, which was released last Friday. It's a good song. It's not a Mohead song, and I'm glad it's not Lemmy's final word. Hopefully that will be his much-muted solo album that's been in the works for nearly 10 years. Until next week, take it easy.
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. 